Do you want to tell the audience what what terrible thing happened to you now? Yeah, I sprained my ankle really badly. Oh, buddy. And I, uh, I'm on, a, uh, on crutches, and um, it was actually a good TV weekend for me. Of course it was, because yeah. Because of that. And I felt no shame. You can. In, in doing it. it was Doctor's just, orders. Yeah. So it was cool, but I don't know. Overall, it sucks kind of not being able to walk and having to try to make breakfast on crutches and walk around. And like I just said, trying to like move a coffee across the room yeah. while you're basically like what? sliding on your ass. And Why do you have to be such a hero? Just get somebody to move your coffee for you. Oh, no. Like if Jen was there, I would have got her to do it. I, I have no shame about that. Like, That's good. no, no, I'm busy. Sorry, I can't do it. I'm hurt. I kind of pictured you trying to get a coffee across the room at work where there's 30 people at any no. given time. I did enlist the help of someone else to get me. <laughs> I don't know why transporting coffee has been my biggest issue. <laughs> because so. it occurs to me now I walked by your office today and your door was closed, which it almost never is. Oh. And so now I have this image of you embarrassed to be seen shinnying across your office floor to get a cup of coffee. Just covered in coffee. <laughs> you shut the door uh, to hide from the world. Um, We must have had a meeting or something and someone else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone else shut the door. Yeah. <sighs> seemed unnatural yes definitely not natural and to the point where people usually just walk in if my door is shut <laughs> although that's the opposite intent <laughs> they're like your door was shut i'm like yeah <laughs> i know as if like fix that for you someone must have just <laughs> shut it yeah well that was very helpful of them yeah how are you how's your week otherwise other than your injury it's good yeah it's good uh pretty chill basketball was done it was the final game that it happened in it oh thank the god final, like three minutes that's so dramatic. So it was, although we were down, like there's no way we could have won. Oh, okay. It was just a dumb injury in the last. Well, three maybe they could have won had you not been injured, and you could have. That's done right. One of your famous comebacks. That's right. <laughs> the Matt Slaney special. That's right. Um. Anyway, what about you? You're doing mornings again. How's that going? I'm on week three doing mornings. Yeah, it's been going along for a little while. Are you I, getting getting back in the swing of it at all? Yeah. So yeah. now it's at the point where. Uh, I am completely used to getting up at four o'clock in the morning. I mean, as much as a person can be used to getting right. up, I, I have more of a proclivity for it than I think a lot of people. The getting out of bed is the hard part, but once you're on your feet and you've had a cup of coffee, I kind of love being up early. Yeah, and I certainly love having all this time off. Like one of the the biggest problems I had adjusting back to afternoons after two years of doing morning radio was just like, is this how long days are? Because I thought they were longer than that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so. I'm really liking all the, this, it's a good time of year to have like the gift of time yep. to prepare for Christmas and sure. stuff. Uh, I'm doing all right. It's still just temporary, but it's probably going to keep up through into the new year at yeah. least. That's awesome. I, uh, I can't imagine waking up every, every morning at four. I guess it would be a different story. Anytime I do it, I end up staying till like five. Yeah. So I just get like two days in a row of that. I right. just start getting really like cranky. Well, is the only today, way to put it. today I worked from four thirty a.m. until two thirty p.m. Yeah, it was like a pretty long day. Yep. No major breaks. That is a long day. Yeah, but that's okay. And here I am doing the podcast. I know. Sorry about that. <laughs> and I was delayed coming over too because no, I had a show okay. issue. That's okay. There were shows to be watched. That's uh, true. We'll get to those in a little bit. Hey, we mm. should say uh, first off, today's episode of the show show is dedicated to uh, at. Jay Duras on Twitter, who correctly identified Eartha Kitt's character in the 60s Batman series as... Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Uh... <laughs> you didn't see our Twitter. 
No, I saw the Twitter. I didn't see the reply from Jade. Yeah, she, within hours of the podcast going live, oh. tweeted us back that the correct answer is, in fact, Catwoman. Nice. Uh, and then and then my girlfriend, Becky, also did that. I was going to say, Becky got it. She I, I saw the Becky one. Yes. Yep. Cool. Maybe next time, Becky. Right. Well, and then I thought, did she have that wrong, Becky? Because mm-hmm. you said Jade. Anyway. Nope, it was Jade Catwoman. Jade was just quick on it. Awesome. There were a couple of cat, cat women in the Batman show. There was Julie Newmar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I, I I think they brought in, I think it was Eartha Kitt first, mm-hmm. but they brought in Julie Newmar because they wanted to tackle the Catwoman uh, Batman romance, mm-hmm. and they didn't think that uh, a, an interracial uh, romantic affair would <laughs> be appropriate would, would on be television. Appropriate. Yeah. People aren't ready to see <laughs> I don't that. think people were ready for it. That's what they thought, not yeah. me. No, no. Um, so our Catwoman of the week is Jade Duris. Yes, you are. Well, except she's distinctly a dog person, but uh, yes. dog woman. I she's feel a, like that's far more insulting. Dog woman. <laughs> Hello, I'm dog. I don't know. That could be a cool comic book. Yeah, I, I am. Dog, dog man is a comic book. It's a yeah. Dave Pilkey series. Yes, but unfortunately, there is this convention where we associate dogs with masculinity and felines with femininity. That's and true. And so to say, dog woman. Mm-hmm. is offensive, whereas right. Dogman just sounds ordinary. I think Rick and Morty had it right with Bird Person. Bird Person. <laughs> yeah, that's Rick's best friend. Bird Person? Yeah. Not Bird Man. Nope. He is a man. Yeah. But his, he goes by Bird Person. He's uh, he's gender non-binary. Yeah, he's of another realm, All right. and he's a, of the bird species. Okay. <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah. We learned something new. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so I wanted to cover Slaney's injury. Check. <laughs> Uh, oh, I got my last Jedi tickets, bro. Man, I, I think we're going to try to get tickets for Saturday. That's good. Saturday you night. You should do it. Saturday night at 940. I know. Do it a ASAP. A friend of ours asked if we wanted to go, so we got to get it hooked up. A couple of oh. important heads up. Okay, go ahead. I got Taylor Swift tickets for Toronto today. What the hell? Yeah. Are you serious? Not for myself, for Jen. That's great. I'm, I'm, that, this is how confident I am that she's not going to listen to this podcast. You're willing to say her I'm Christmas present on the podcast. Say it on the podcast. Don't yeah. tweet Jen Slaney's wonderful gift for yeah. Jen. Me and me and my friend both got it for our girlfriends, and we plan that's so go up great. Together what does Jen think of the new album? She likes reputation. it. Yeah, I like some of it. Mm-hmm. I think like I, it is distinctly different, and they achieved what they wanted to do. There's just not enough. Like it used to be that the ratio of like amazing to okay that's fine mm-hmm. was like a little bit more steeped in the favor of the of the former and now it's just a little bit more balanced. But there's a song in the new record called Getaway Car, which is an amazing pop song. Yeah. Yes. It's it's also less like genuine, I think. Sure. People are like, you know, obviously some of the stuff doesn't quite seem as from the heart <laughs> as yeah other albums that she's had of course but apparently it's a great like you know pop album oh i mean the production is phenomenal i've always said jack antonoff is an amazing producer yeah it sounds a little bit less like his influence i think that's why i like getaway car because it sounds like a bleachers song sure yeah big fan jack antonoff is not of bleachers though is he yes he is bleachers oh everything bleachers is i thought is he fun he's also fun oh okay cool i was just thinking fun since you mentioned fun, I also wanted to to make a fun reference mm-hmm. to one of the shows we're covering in today's podcast, which is this new show, Dark. Yeah. I think, like, Dark is as bad of a name for something yeah. as fun is for a band name. Yeah. I think, like... Well, it's also German, right? So what was the original? Like, maybe there's some word that we couldn't quite capture in the English language. Green tag. Is that what it was called? No. Oh, okay. No. 
<laughs> total, total, just uh, green tog? made up word. It sounds uh, sounds like it could be German. You say Guten Tag or green tog? I said green tog. I, except it's not, kind of sounds like green. Wow, card. you're really going for it on the accent. <laughs> but you got to put your gruffness in there. It really sounds more like Dutch, but with like a an old surly bar hands accent. <laughs> I bet the, I bet the German name for it is actually like Doc. Hey Siri. What's the German word for dark? I can't translate from Canadian English yet. Sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> Just proving herself useful once again. Jesus, hell. Oh my God. You can't Google it for me? <laughs> yeah, honestly. You have, you have the, at your disposal the entire wealth of human knowledge, but you can't translate. It's literally, Siri, your only job word. is to bring up Google items and usually that's what you do i found this on google for yeah, you and then but i have she to read. Even say that i can't ask her questions in the car because she makes me read from google which i could have done myself yep siri's really only good if you don't have fingers mm-hmm. tell her oh although have you ever heard her beatbox okay hey siri can you beatbox for us What am I supposed to say? What's the key word that makes her beatbox? Say Siri beatbox. Hey Siri, beatbox. Here's one I've been practicing boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots. I can do this all day. Cats and boots and 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 cats <laughs> isn't that great yeah that's the best thing i've heard all week yeah it was, just goes on and on and on i moved the microphone away so many times and, <laughs> and I had to put it back. speeds up and switches it up boots and boots and and i love it i isn't love that you great? Siri. that's I, what that's what you get when you so we thought she was useless but never mind clearly totally, not useless totally useful. That's, jack antonoff who yeah that's the stuff you learn when you're hanging out with a six and eight year old for like Oh, of course. Are they excited for Star Wars? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Nicholas is a big Star Wars head, and uh, he definitely wants to go. Although I'm like wondering, I guess he saw saw Rogue One, so he's basically ready for everything. This is the Tusken Raider kid. Right, but he's seen The Force Awakens. He's seen The Force Awakens. That's really all that's essential at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, you have to see them all, but like. But I mean, if he's experienced the darkness of Rogue One. Oh, that I don't have to be worried about. Like, I mean, it'll be dark. I don't think yeah. every character is going to die in the end, though. No. Like in Rogue One. Right. That was, that <laughs> was heavy. Yeah, I have my tickets. In 24 hours, I'm going to be at that screening. Uh, a word to the wise, though. Uh, avoid variety okay. until you've seen The Force Awakens. Cause the, you the, mean the magazine, not just in general. Well, yeah, I don't like you have to expose yourself to some variety <laughs> in the world. Sure. It's important. Um, but I mean, I mean the, the publication, the pop culture publication, uh, the reviews for the last Jedi came out today. Oh, sitting pretty at 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is actually a couple points below what was expected. Yep. Okay. As if that's a bad thing. Right. Uh, apparently variety slips in like a pretty criminally expository spoiler. spoiler. Wow. So steer clear uh, of variety and basically anything that has, uh, any article that has Star Wars in yeah. it now, because all accredited press has seen the movie. Mm-hmm. So there. if you don't want to expose yourself to danger, just give it a couple days, go see the movie, and then read, read the reviews afterwards. I've told you my Titanic spoiler before, right? Did I ever tell you about that? How my mom was avoiding all news about Titanic for like months. And eventually, the day that she was going to see it, she's please like, don't, I'm going to see Titanic. Please don't tonight. tell me she didn't know the boat sank. And I, <laughs> and I t- tell her to her face, the boat sinks. 
No, what I actually said was, Mom, don't you know that Jack dies at the end? Oh, what did you do? <laughs> I was just like a stupid kid in grade three. And did she, you know that Jack died in the end? I did from just yeah. other kids in you the school. You weren't just being a dick. Well, I kind of was. Yeah, but you didn't but make it up. No. And my mom got so mad. Like, I, that was probably the most mad she's ever been at me. Yeah. I would say top three times. Wow, you were a good kid. Grade three. Yeah, I, didn't, that I, moment. I didn't have that many issues, but. Yeah, there's been some discussion that, that, that I guess because it's the 20th anniversary of Titanic, people have revamped the conversation of should Jack have survived? Yeah, th- that's getting brought up all the time. Rose, well, why didn't you bring And James him Cameron up even brought it up. He's like, well, stop bringing this up to me. He had to die for the sake of the story. And that's good enough for me, except for that James Cameron loves people discussing Titanic. Right. I'm and sure also that's great for his ego. And also, couldn't you just say, yeah, maybe I should have made the door a little smaller? she was floating on this is true you know yeah and then just get over it i know yeah i I guess he had to die yeah i kind of think that rose is a little a little unrealistic that character like she let she knew jack for like 36 hours Mm -hmm. and then she spent the next 90 years of her life pining over this weird (laughs) little poor boy and she like went on to have a family right like a husband she didn't love as much and she just kept thinking about this urchin she met on a boat when she was 17 yeah this ragamuffin yeah like he was hot shit and she was like royalty yeah and like she tried to kill herself but he's like don't and then she didn't i mean i guess that was significant in her youth but i mean move on Mm -hmm. bigger fish to to paint me like one of your french girls is that you doing John Malkovich as, yeah. is that a thing? Yeah, that's me doing Ross Marcon doing John Malkovich doing Oh, okay. Rose. Maybe I had that in the back of my brain. Yeah. Or you did an excellent John Malkovich. Thank you. Yeah, one of the two for sure. Uh, oh, so we talked a little bit about uh, the potential for Disney to acquire Fox, mm-hmm. specifically 21st Century Fox. Yeah. That won't include the news division. Mm-hmm. Fox is enormous. Um, but 21st Century Fox, that's expected to go through tomorrow. Okay ballpark the the figure for me guess it in money yeah god i don't know like we don't this could end up be to, it could be totally wrong but by thursday the number's supposed to be out and this is what they're saying it's gonna be okay is it too ambitious to say 20 billion it's not too ambitious is it to say 20. 30 billion 50 billion 70 billion 60 billion 60 billion dollars 60 billion dollars yes wow it's one of those those amounts that you're like god if i said a trillion would that be too much and i guess it would be but i don't think anybody's ever spent a trillion dollars on something. but trillion versus a billion 60 billion dollars yeah, isn't that insane that is absolutely out of control that'd be exciting yeah I mean, I guess I don't really know what the world's going to look like. I've been toying with the idea of getting a second streaming service Mm -hmm. because I don't have one of those Cody boxes or whatever. I just have Netflix. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've been thinking, like, what would be the second best one? Is it Amazon Prime? Is it HBO Go? And I I guess the the second best one is going to be Disney. And I should wait wait until that one comes out, which could be like a year from now. Mm -hmm. And it'll it'll probably be the next best one. What's going to be the new best Disney World ride from this? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know, but they could like they could do a whole little mini X Men park, couldn't they? Yeah, like where you could go to Professor Xavier's school. Which is weird because wasn't that like a Universal Studios property before? I don't know what the overlap is, man. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. Anyway, I just kind of want to go to Disney World. 
I know Natalie's going to Disney World for for Christmas. Yes, jealous. I know. How exciting is that? That's pretty sweet. Second time in Disney World this year. Their second time? I believe so. Yeah, I think they did go. Yeah, they went within the last year. That's so cool. Killer. I know. I'd love to go back. Haven't been since grade five. Jen's never been. Oh, really? I was there in grade uh, seven. Really? Yes. So I was quite mature as compared to you. Yeah, but it must have been a great time. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. And you were probably less of a pain in the ass to your parents. I think so. No, I was still a pain in the ass. Yeah. Had to be. Had to be for sure. Uh, Golden Globe nominations came out. Let's rattle through those the way we do. I didn't even know this. Yep, it happened. Okay. Uh, We should go through these as quickly as we can. Let's do it. Uh, A little tone deaf. Just like a little bit of... uh, I don't know, they're just a little bland. And certainly a yeah. few movies that like have never even been available in Halifax for us to go see. Right. The dismissal of the Oxford Theater doesn't help that case, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, best motion picture drama category, the Golden Globes, Call Me By Your Name. See, that's a movie I, I guess is amazing. Right. But who's to we say? We haven't heard in. Yeah. Dunkirk. I sure. Think, I think Dunkirk was overrated. Oh, you saw it? Yep. We oh, talked need... about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Right. But I thought it was overrated. Overrated. For sure. okay, I don't think you use that, wor- that word. Maybe not. I'm deciding now. Okay. Storytelling wise, it was just very like, it was very plain. Sure. It was visually cool. It was cinematic. Okay. I disagree respectfully. Of course. Uh, The Shape of Water. That's with Sally Hawkins who played Maudie. I don't know anything about it. Hmm. The Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's another one people like. It's the artful film. That's really that's nominated. But these are like this is the this is the best picture category. Yeah. All these artsy movies that were never even here. Yeah. Uh, And the Post, which hasn't come out yet, but that's Spielberg and Hanks and Streep. So that'll be good. Uh, Best picture musical or comedy: The Disaster Artist, Get Out, I Tanya, Lady Bird, and The Greatest Showman. Right. Uh, best director Guillermo del Guillermo, Guillermo I can't say that name I Guillermo, never, I've never Guillermo been a, del yeah, Toro I can't say cinnamon I can't say Guillermo <laughs> You just did Guillermo del Toro The Shape of Water uh, Three Billboards Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk Ridley Scott All the Money in the World and Spielberg for The Post uh, Actress in a Drama Jessica Chastain Molly's Game also not out yet Sally Hawkins The Shape of Water Francis McDormand Three Billboards Meryl Streep Post uh, and Michelle Williams, All the Money in the World. Actress. In wow. Has comedy. everyone in that been nominated before? Uh, let's see. Because Francis. Chastain, for I don't sure. know about Sally Hawkins. She's kind of a newcomer, right. isn't she? Okay. Yeah, I guess I But the rest of them are, are definitely like. I keep thinking of Sally Field. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, where was I here? Actress in a musical or comedy, Helen Mirren for The Leisure Seeker. I don't even know what that is. Margot Robbie, I Tanya. I do want to see I Tanya. What is, oh, I, Tanya, that's the one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, too, isn't it? Nope. Oh, no, this is about Tanya Harding. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence was mother. Right. Which I think kind of got shafted on these awards. Not that I necessarily thought it was good. I right. didn't see it. Okay. Uh, Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird, Emma Stone for Battle of the Sexes. Supporting actress, motion picture, Mary J. Blige, Mudbound. What? Hong Chow, Downsizing, Allison Janney, I, Tanya, Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird, Octavia Spencer, Shape of Water. I had no idea Mary J. Blige was in a movie. I don't know. She's cool. There she is, though. Actor in a motion picture drama, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread. He sews stuff. His last movie. I know. Although, is Phantom Thread nominated for anything else? Uh, I think it. I think it's coming up. I don't, it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Okay. Ugh, he's just going to win that Oscar yeah. because he's Daniel Day-Lewis. And watching, because it's his last movie. I will say, watching Tropic Thunder, it's, it's really fun to watch... Uh, 
Kirk Lazarus. Yeah, somebody. It's clearly just making fun of Daniel Day-Lewis. Of course. Robert Downey Jr. trying to like method act whatever he's in. Yeah, the method in general, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Slaney just watched Tropic Thunder for the first time. He kind of missed its opportunity to really emblazon itself on That him. was an ankle sprain special. Tom Hanks for the post. Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. That's where he plays Churchill. Oh, interesting. Uh, Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. Oh, no? No. Actor in a motion picture comedy, Steve Carell, Battle of the Sexes, Ansel Elgort, Baby Driver. Nice. James Franco, the disaster artist, Hugh Jackman, the greatest showman, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, Get Out. Uh, Actor in a supporting role includes Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, Army Hammer, Call Me By Your Name, Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World. He nabbed a nom. The switch out. Stitch got the job like six weeks ago. Wow. That's incredible. Incredible. Hashtag hire a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Rockwell, three billboards. Well, that's got a good cast. Three billboards. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Screenplay, Shape of Water, Lady Bird, The Post, three billboards, Molly's Game, my boy Aaron Sorkin. What's Molly's Game about? It's about this woman, Molly Bloom, who started the world's most exclusive poker ring. Oh, right, right. You yeah, talked about that. We've talked about this for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, and that's an Aaron Sorkin movie. Aaron Sorkin's first, uh, it's his directorial debut. Is it not out yet? No, it's not out. It's coming, okay. It's coming out in a couple weeks. Cool. I have, I have uh, high I have expectations. An, I have an extra set of tickets for The Disaster Artist, by the way. Oh, yeah? I want to go as well. Mm-hmm. So we can either go together mm. or we can me, you, Becky, Jen. When is this? Go. It's a run of engagement pass. You can go whenever it's... Yeah. Oh, we should go. I know. We could go this weekend. We could literally go whenever. If you're free. Or yeah. you're going to go see Star Wars this weekend. Sure. I'm down for a uh, If you want to do a matinee, no one ever wants to do matinee. I love a matinee. Yeah. Okay, let's do that because I'm, I'm going to finish the book probably tonight. Okay, keep me posted. Cool. Uh, motion picture, Boss Baby, Breadwinner. That's going to win. Maybe Coco, Ferdinand, Loving Vincent. Those are the really, those are the big ones. What's Boss Baby again? Oh, Boss Baby, is the, that's an animated movie. Yeah, that's right. uh, that's the animated movie. So I forgot that this also includes TV, so here we go with more. Uh, television drama, The Crown, Game of Thrones, Handmaid's Tale, Stranger Things, This Is Us. This Is Us or Handmaid's Tale? Uh, it's not going to be This Is Us, do you think? I don't know. I'm just going based off like... Popularity? Yeah, neither of those are the shows that I like the most, but... I feel like Handmaid's Tale especially has... Well, it's has, like they have something to prove, like they have to give it to the yeah, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, Which is a bummer. I mean, it's a good show, but it could go to Stranger Things. That'd be kind of exciting. That would be crazy. There's something weird about Stranger Things where in spite of how tremendously, outrageously popular it is, it's still an underdog. Do you yeah. feel that way? Yeah, definitely. It still kind of feels like we have to pull for it. Yeah, it's not like it's... Uh, you don't feel like you're going for the mainstream thing. It might just be residual uh, feelings of what it originally was. Yep. Like when it when it was created initially, it was never supposed to be That's this a good point. blockbuster thing. And so we still are excited for it. Mm-hmm. It's a Cinderella story. Television series, musical or comedy, Blackish, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. We should do this on the show. We are, yeah, it, let's tee it up. Okay. Uh, Master of None, Will and Grace. Which oh, is come on. Give me a break. No way. Come on. And Smilf coming up in a few minutes. Excellent. Yeah. Good timing. I know. Aren't we something? <laughs> uh, limited series, Big Little Lies is going to win. Fargo. Is Godless not in there or is it too late? It's too late. Okay. The Feud of Betty and Joan, The Sinner, Top of the Lake, China Girl. Uh, actress TV series, Catherine Bolf for Outlander, Claire Foy, Maggie Gyllenhaal, The Deuce, Catherine Langford, 13 Reasons Why, Elizabeth Moss, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, 
actress in the television series, Pamela Adlon. Better, Better things. things. Also recently on the podcast. Better Things All. That's right. <laughs> Allison Brie in Glow. Rachel Brochelon, the marvelous Miss Maisel. Issa Rae in Secure. Frankie Shaw for Smilf. Cool. Uh, actress, is this boring? Me just no, no. I was list? just gonna. Uh, sorry, I was gonna cut in with uh, Sam Asmail on that podcast I was listening to, The Watch. Yeah, creator of of the Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Yeah, show. he was yeah. saying him and the other two, uh, Chris Ryan and the other guy, I can't remember his name. They were saying that that marvelous Miss Maisel, the the girl who is the main character in it, who you just said is R- Rachel Brushon. Yes, is like absolutely amazing, like a total reason alone to watch that show okay great that's next week then cool uh other nominees i'm just gonna read some people and some things sure. you can ask if you're curious what the category is cool jessica beal nicole kidman jessica lang susan sarandon reese witherspoon some legends in there wow laura dern and dowd chrissy metz michelle pfeiffer shailene woodley so that that's Main actor or supporting actor? That is uh, actress in a supporting role in a limited series. That's niche. Okay. Jason Bateman for Ozark, actor like in a it. television series drama. Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us, Freddie Highmore, The Good Doctor. That's bullshit. Yeah, The Good Doctor. Give me a is break. It, is it on CBS this year or something? It's on. I think it's ABC. It's definitely network. Right. Yeah. Fuck. That, the Good Doctor looks like the worst show ever. I, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I yeah. guess I'm not a, a good judge, but like, how can that possibly be good? Do you see trailers for it? No, I don't watch commercials. It, literally three episodes in, it was like, tonight on The Good Doctor, and he like <laughs> gets shot and like held up at a, like- They how, jumped the how, shark on episode how, three. How quickly are you going Grey's Anatomy bomb yeah. in the hospital? Well, at least Grey's Anatomy took until season six before yeah. it all went off the rails. Yep. And, and plus, up there with like Jason Bateman, Sterling K. Brown, Bob Odenkirk, Liev Schreiber. Those are excellent actors. Totally. Like, it, it's not going to... Totally. Although Liev Schreiber probably shouldn't be nominated for... I heard this Ray season Donovan Ray Donovan, Donovan was kind of weak. Just because of the season. He's a great actor. But. Yeah. And the show's probably pretty tired, right? It totally is. I don't know what show... Showtime will probably do it with Smilf, too. You'll probably see, like, Smilf, season 30. And we'll be like, oh, they we do, give it up with Smilf. They do have a reputation for that. They go too far. Californication, man. Yeah. Watch the first four seasons and then put it away. Same with Shameless. It's, like, on season 11 right now. Yeah, and they got renewed. Yeah, people love it. Anthony Anderson, Aziz Ansari, Kevin Bacon, William H. Macy, Eric McCormick for Willing Grace. Mm. Robert De Niro, Wizard of Lies. That's where he plays Bernie Madoff. Cool. Jude Law, The Young Pope, Kyle MacLachlan, Twin Peaks, Ewan McGregor, Fargo, and Jeffrey Rush for Genius. I will say that also on that The Watch podcast, they said Twin Peaks was like their favorite show. Of really the mixed reviews. Some people loved it. Some people loathed yeah. it. Yeah. And they they defended it a whole lot. Like, yeah. So it, it made, made it seem like they had to. Performance by an actor in a supporting role series. Uh, David Harbour, Stranger Things. That would be cool. That would be really cool. Hopper. Alfred Molina, Christian Slater, Alexander Skarsgård, David Thewlis. I don't know who that is. So those are the big ones. A lot of really famous people in there. What's Alfred Molina in for? He's in there for uh, Betty and Joan, I think. Okay. Which is a limited series. Right. Um, I think so. I just put it away, but I think that's what it is. I told you that I saw him on Fiddler on the Roof. I think we talked about that on the podcast. You saw him in a play. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It was great. That's really cool. Yeah. At so, the time, it was Doc Ock. It was like, oh my God, I saw Dr. Octopus. Which at the time was the greatest superhero movie ever made. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, not a lot of get out in there. Like no, nope. no, uh, what's his name for screenplay? Mm. Jordan Peele. Good point. Uh, what else is like really significant? Well, 
you know, I have one more one more uh, snub, but I'm going to save it for the end of the podcast. Okay. Um, that's that's what's going on in Golden Globes. The start of awards season is very exciting. It'll be interesting to see what the big controversy is this year. Of course, it's going to be very tricky to do awards this year and not reference all of the scandal in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the SAGs have also got their nominees out. I'm not going to read through all of them, but sure. this is kind of interesting. They've announced every presenter on the Screen Actors Guild Awards is going to be a female. Oh. They're going all women. Wow. Is cool. that like in protest? That's like what they're... Someone, someone it's not suggests... not about protest, but it's supposed to mean something. Right. Someone suggested that they not even do the Oscars this year as the ultimate protest of Hollywood uh, sexual harassment. But it seems like kind of everyone, everyone loses in that, it, in that Everyone case. loses. The Academy did the right thing by completely stripping Harvey Weinstein of every accolade. Yeah. I think has. it's just, you know, there's those uh, people that still don't think it's enough. <laughs> Always. Right. Oh, and there's just some people who want, like, want Olympus to fall. You know? Yeah, like no movie should ever be made again. Right. This is going to teach everyone a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's how you learn. Yeah. Uh, production is slated January of 2019, so not next month, mm-hmm. 13 months from now, for them to start shooting the Obi Wan standalone. But they film. don't know who's in it yet. People want you and McGregor. Well, but... I, 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 I think that they they know enough to know they're that they need to go. You and McGregor. They don't have a choice. Wow, yeah, that would be... Well, what if they did, like, Ansel Elgort at this point? I think he's great, but, like, you want to do, like... No, because he's already the age that Ewan McGregor was in Phantom Menace. Right. You got to be older than that. And Ewan McGregor (laughs) is the the perfect age to play between episodes three and four. He's expressed interest, and everybody agrees he was the shining light in that prequel trilogy. Yeah, I mean, I'm on board. You don't, don't have to convince me. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I know. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You keep me smart. You keep me sharp and on my toes. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just saying, I think they're smart enough to know they don't want to. They don't want to be dicey with one with one of these weird, mm-hmm. like private movies for one of their iconic characters. They've already got a shitter in the shitter. You know? <laughs> right. You know that expression? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, you hear about Ryan Reynolds' new gig? Mm, no. So they're gonna do a. Live action Pokemon movie. No. Live action. It's called Detective Pikachu. <laughs> what? And Ryan Reynolds is going to play Pikachu <laughs> is in it, mocap. Is it like, what do you mean mocap? Oh, Motion capture is going to wear the suit and do oh all the movements. Oh my God. Is this like from the creator of Deadpool or something? I don't know, is man. It, is it being done in jest? I don't think it's that ironic. How can it be that ironic? I mean, it would probably be snarky, but it, like. It's called Pokemon, what is it called? Detective Pikachu. <laughs> it's live action. <laughs> that sounds like something you would call, like, nice one, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, exactly. Detective Pikachu. Oh, that's going to become a thing. That's like a 20, tw- in 2020, everyone's going to be saying, no shit, Detective, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> Unless it's amazing. It's Ryan Reynolds. Ah. Uh, that's a that I'm I'm so excited to learn more. I mean, I, I can't wait to listen back on this in 2040 <laughs> and just say, man, we, we had, had no idea we what had we no were idea. in for. That was actually the next Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Start of something amazing. It was the beginning of a masterpiece. Maybe I give Ryan Reynolds too much credit because Deadpool has put him in such a a good position pop culturally in the last couple yeah. of years. Previous to Deadpool, he made 45 atrocious films. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, never in a good movie. No, he was the great actor in a, in bad movies. Yeah. 
So maybe this is just another one of him not knowing how to pick them. He was somehow still like him and Matthew McConaughey have had similar career trajectories, I think. And I think that Ryan Reynolds is still going to have like an Oscar movie. It's interesting because I've we've never really seen him do something that wasn't tongue in cheek. No, he's never really proven acting chops. Well, that was that movie Buried, but that was just like a little nothing movie. Isn't it funny? I remember them saying about Buried that oh my gosh, this is like the Oscar movie of the year, and Ryan not. Reynolds will for sure get nominated, and he did not. It was a cool movie though. Was it? I didn't see it. It was cool. Yeah, it was weird. It was nothing. It's kind of like that movie Phone Booth. Remember when it was Phone like, Booth it was just really a mattered? Total bottle episode. Of yeah, a, yeah. Phone booth was like really like it was a game changer. Not well, that it like not that it influenced future films, but it was just like I didn't know you could do this in a movie. Yeah, phone booth was cool. It was really Kiefer cool. Sutherland had a moment with he it did. too. That's right. That was definitely a high point for for old Colin Farrell. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, the the angry mob at J.K. Rowling right now over for what over Johnny Depp being in the Fantastic. Uh, We've talked about this before, but like everybody loved Colin Farrell in the first Fantastic Beasts. He turned out to be Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's playing Grindelwald in the in the sequel, and people are super angry at old Joe Rowling. They couldn't just open up the second movie and have Johnny Depp take off a mask and actually be Colin Farrell again. They, could, they might have to. Uh, that would be good. Yep, that'd be good. that'd be smart. That's my final opinion on it. Detective that would Pikachu. Be good. Detective Pikachu. Uh, Stranger Things got renewed for season three. We knew that already, but it's been announced it's not going to come out until 2019. Okay. Which is significant because if we wait two years for the next Stranger Things, those kids are going to be really different. They're yeah. already different. They already look different on the talk shows promoting the season that just came out. Yeah. Uh, and so some people are speculating that because such a big part of Stranger Things, especially with the kids, mm-hmm. is the, the homage that they, they kind of pay towards 80s cult films. Yeah. Is if now they enter their John Hughes phase. I think that makes sense. I, I don't think keep it in like junior high. I think go like early high school. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to be like a spooky sci-fi thriller, but like, it, 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 yeah, they can deal with relationship stuff and it won't be as awkward and they won't be friggin' accused of One like, of them has a girlfriend and they're kind of yes. like one smoking pot or something. I don't know. Plus, maybe it'd be healthy to wait two years and then rewatch season two, which was so fun. Yeah, Steve's in in university, but kind of still like noogie in those high school boys. Coming back to babysit them, yeah, as often as possible. Yeah, so that's exciting. Punisher got renewed for season two. Yep, finished the season. Yeah, overall, was it all right? Ah, uh, it was. Um, mm, because you weren't really sold on it anyway. You were pretty lukewarm about it. C plus B minus. Yeah. Yeah. What was it missing for you? I don't know. What was it missing? What's the difference between that and... I don't know. There was just too much, like, macho, tough guy. Gun. There was no, like, irony about it. It was, like, taking itself a little bit too seriously no as a, like... like I'm going to run around and shoot people. Yeah. Show. That's kind of how I feel about John Bernthal. Yeah. Like lighten up. Yeah. That's, that's what I took from it. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like even in the situation, like he never seems, he's always so confident about what he's doing. Mm. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really good for, it's not really conducive to good storytelling. If no, the person's I, not, there was a whole element of like, you know, PTSD and people like that. That was I know okay. He has weaknesses, but, but yeah. I, just, I don't find that 
terribly compelling. So when season two comes out, the Disney platform will already exist, but I guess it won't be on the Disney platform, will it, if it's a Netflix property? And yet it's in the MCU. Mm. This is so confusing. John Bernthal is dating Minnie Mouse. That could be a good twist. That, that could give it the levity it needs mm-hmm. if he dates a cartoon mouse. Scrooge McDuck. Played by Ryan Reynolds in mocap. Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. God damn, that's a hilarious name. Isn't that strange? There's it's... no way that's going to be the name by the time the movie actually comes out. It better be. <laughs> I hope so, too. I'm sold on Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I do hope so. Most overpaid actor of 2017. Well, that's that's a term of opinion. No, it's not, because it's about uh, return. So who got, oh. paid, who got paid so much for very little comeback? Tom Cruise. No, Tom Cruise movies make pretty good money. Yeah. Yeah. In like a Fast and Furious kind of way normally. Unless they're like a Mission Impossible, they do well. But like the, the Jack Reachers of the world, mm-hmm. they kind of, they do quite, they, they quietly do very well. Give me a hint. Maybe like age or gender or uh, uh, what they've, uh, a, a year that they were known for another big movie or what something. What if I said like Boston? Boston. Now I'm wondering, is the person from, oh, Ben Affleck. Nope. Matt Damon. Nope. Uh, the third one. Casey Affleck? No. Casey Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think this uh, guy's from Boston. He's famous Mark Wahlberg. From Boston. Yes. Okay. Mark Wahlberg is the most overpaid actor of 2017. What movies was he in in 2017? Exactly. Oh, Patriot's Day. Was he? Was that 2017? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was in Patriot's what Day. What was that? It was like a, a movie about uh, the Boston Oh, marathon. yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So there's two... Yes. Boston Marathon bombing <laughs> yeah. movies this year. And they were being filmed at the same time. And the other one was Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Who didn't get nominated, by the way. No. Kind of expected him to. Oh, did that you? Kind of, well, didn't that kind did of... Did people expect him to? Didn't that feel like Oscar bait, that yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah, It's like, yay, Americana. Right. Plus, Jake is very sensitive and handsome. Totally. Plus, it's like, I'm not a hero. Why do people think I'm a hero? I'm going through some serious stuff right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's raw, raw America. Yeah. Tatiana Maslany. Tatiana Maslany. Who's super fun, by the way. Oh, yeah. She's the best. Yeah. yeah. Has she done Comedy Bang Bang? Like four times. I, th- I thought she got she on the show from going up to Lauren Lapkus and rapping, or no, going up to, yeah, Lauren Lapkus or Andy Samberg and rapping the Hollywood Raps theme song, which is like a, like, con- her and uh, her co star on Orphan, Orphan Black, Black yeah. which is no longer a show. Right. But, and we've never well, watched it. It'll always be a show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It lives forever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, super funny. Always in for like the kind of sketch humor. I, I think she this, should go on. SNL. I realized this week why I I can't enjoy uh, comedy bang bang, or at least a big part of the reason because okay. you've always loved this podcast. Yeah, and you told me this week I should listen to the NPH y- one. Yep, and I did, and it was really fun. Good. Actually, was that Paul F. Tompkins? It was. That's so funny. Oh, did, that, did you like? I, like I this found character? a character, big chunky bubbles. Big chunky bubbles. <laughs> I, found, I didn't get it at first. It took me about fifteen or twenty minutes. Yep. And then just something clicked, and I loved it. Once you kind of realize, okay, this guy's clearly been in, like, multiple episodes. Yes. And every episode, they have to rehash oh. what happens. What do you mean? Yeah, I love yeah. it. I thought it was hilarious. They took you bubbles. <laughs> yeah. um, I think part of the problem is that Adam Scott is on that podcast a lot. He is on that podcast a and lot. And he and Scott Ackerman have exactly the same voice. And yeah. so when they play characters, which mm-hmm. is the premise of the show... 
I find it very hard to follow. He's not on it a lot, though. He's only been on it probably like five times throughout the like 600 shows. Okay, th- those happen to be the ones I've listened to. Sure, then. okay. Because back when you were really getting into it, I was like, oh, I should try this too. And I like all the people on it. Yeah. And I just would get so lost. And I think I always told you to listen to the Adam Scott episodes mm. because I knew you liked Parks and Rec. And right. I knew you had an appreciation for Adam Scott. I think that's part of the problem. Wow, that's where I steered you wrong. But you like this episode. I really like the interview portion. I love listening to celebrities talk, right? Oh, uh, okay. That's my thing. So. Right. And I like NPH and I like... Wasn't it interesting when he was talking about the Broadway show with Anne Heche? <laughs> and she was... He kind of didn't like her, did he? he? It was awesome how Kennedy was about that. He's yeah. like, yeah, thanks, Anne, for whispering all your <laughs> lines. That was great. It sounded really unprofessional of her. Yeah. She's very odd. Yeah, and I loved how he was down to expose it. It wasn't like, oh, I don't want to tell tales out of school. He was just all in. She, for about 10 years now, has been married to One Tree Hill actor, James Tupper, who is a graduate from my alma mater of Prince Andrew High School. Right, and was in Big Little Lies. Was he? Yeah. He was okay. the one who was married to Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten Dunst? Uh, no. Uh, Reese Witherspoon's ex-husband. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon's ex-husband, who you got confused with Kirsten Dunst. Yes, yeah. I always get Reese Witherspoon confused with Kirsten Dunst. Oh, for the record, okay, they were doing no, things fine. at the same time. Legally Blonde was coming out at the same time as Spider Man, and I was constantly confusing the two. But one had it's like such VMA fake year. red hair, and has kind of like one is like so distinctly different. I I, I just don't I don't associate it was, the two at all. I have no idea why they, but they will always forever be two names that I always confuse. Okay, Reese Witherspoon. Kirsten Dunst. I think it's Re and Key. I think it's Kirsten Dunst, if that helps. That does. Yeah. <laughs> it's never going to happen again. Problem solved. <laughs> uh, what do we have here? Uh, Wahlberg. Overpaid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In all caps on your sheet, it just says, discuss how Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is overpaid. Which has always been the case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so last night, this is kind of fun, because I don't like James Corden very much, but it's great that he has a new baby. Um, <laughs> he finds out like on like basically at showtime mm-hmm. that his wife has gone into early labor and he has to go but they have an audience already wow. so they call up harry styles and with less than two hours notice harry styles comes down and hosts the late late show that's great he kind of crushed it did he yeah wow he did a great job they had a little monologue with a few like jokes in there about how he's not james corden right yeah and it's just this like new thing lately where suddenly it's been okay for like celebrities to fill in on late night talk shows and i dig it yeah, that's amazing. Well, because uh, Jimmy, what are you looking at? Sorry, the thing above you looks detached from the ceiling. I'm oh, not sure okay. if it's supposed to be. It looks like a fire alarm might just fall on my head. I think it's okay. Okay. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, uh, Kimmel yeah. ushered that in. And then last week, his son had another operation, and it's fine, and that yep. was great. But but yeah, they had uh, like Chris Pratt hosting and Melissa Huge McCarthy. Huge names, like and really big names. I didn't know that it happened again. Well, Carson used to do it a little bit, which right. is interesting because Carson's so famous for having a fragile I ego. Think Jay Leno is who stopped it. I think it so. Just became a thing because where... Letterman did it a little bit in the early days. In fact, yeah. fun fact: the first late night show Jimmy Fallon ever hosted was the Late Show with David Letterman. Whoa! Like years before he was in uh, in contention to host I Late Night. N- no idea. Yeah, uh, and Sandler did it a little bit and. Not often, but it's right. come back in vogue, and I think it's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. It takes somebody we're, we're, who's pretty We'll secure, probably be though. tired of it in a couple of years, but... Well, if you're going to do it, I like, like it as a stunt, yeah. don't do that. Right. But, For Sweeps Week, the actual host isn't there. Yeah, you get George Clooney to... Yeah. But it's kind of fun. Yeah. It, it's also... It's humanizing of these people. Like, Chris Pratt... Definitely. 
who is kind of a goof. That's part of his charm. But he was not totally comfortable. Like it was, he was not smooth. Yeah, it was a little clumsy, and that's charming to see. Right. Yeah, it was almost better that it wasn't completely polished and perfect. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Colin Jost, Michael Che, both just got promoted to co-head writers of Saturday Night Live. Well, so Colin Jost was always the head writer, wasn't he? He was, and okay. then he took a step back from head writing job to focus on his on-camera work. Okay. Now he has reassumed that position along with Michael Che, who is the first person of color to ever be head writer on Saturday Night Live. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. It's really cool. They seem like they're equals on on uh, Weekend Update. Totally. Yeah. And I, th- I think I can definitely remember when they first put them out there together. Yep. It was a tough pill to swallow. Because do you remember that awkward season between Seth and Colin Jost where they had Cecily Strong come out and yeah, do the update? right. For one season. I do. And she was okay, but it's weird to think that that was a thing that existed. She was fine, but she's so much better at just doing characters. I love her update characters yeah. so, so much. Yeah, this weekend was awesome as a... Sensibilities. This is a really good show. I loved the Franco episode. It was good. I thought the spelling bee sketch was hysterical. I was man when we were at at lunch today. Someone said something about a pig, and I was going (laughs) to turn to you and go, "Little pig boy comes from the dirt." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There was a sketch towards the end I really liked too. What was the? Well, I didn't like the bloody one. Oh my god, it was disturbing. Oh uh, yeah, I don't think that Leslie Jones did either. I think she was actually getting sick. I don't think she could get her like. I think she had lines that she. Well, could Leslie not Jones get has at. never not flubbed her lines. That's true. She screws up every line like the she ki- has on camera, <laughs> just like the kids at the in the cold open. Yeah, that was funny so, though. That was funny. It, it was, was pretty good. funny. Oh, you know what I liked? I liked the the Zaw sketch. Pizza lasagna. Did you like sketch. that? I loved that sketch. Really? I thought it was hilarious. He I- committed. <laughs> I was, yeah, he, oh, it was total, total commitment. Za, za, lasagna, za. Yeah. Pizza, za. I, I would say that was the one I was kind of the most uh, cold on. No, I loved it. Wow. I thought okay. it was great. Didn't expect that at all. Kevin Hart this weekend on the uh, mid-season finale, the Christmas yep. episode. I think it'll be good. I think they've done a great job of, like, writing for who's on the show. Yes. Yeah. It's been a good half season so even, far. Even the final sketch with James Franco and, uh, uh, pretty Mandy. Uh, yeah, Heidi something is her name. Yeah, she's good. She's she good. She's, she's getting a lot of camera time. She's gonna be a star. Yeah, it it sucks because it's like her and then that new guy who's only in like two sketches, and yeah. you can just tell. And he's probably one of these people that's friggin' hilarious everywhere else. Probably really fun at and parties. Like, yeah, You're right. <laughs> but I mean, even in like like other sketch shows that he's done, he just Maybe. can't make it work on Maybe. SNL. I feel like that that. I don't know her last name, Heidi something. I feel like she's already played the really weird, like for the lack of a better word, trashy girl. Yeah. A few, in a few different she ways. She has done that a couple times. She kind of has that go-to, but Did, she's definitely good. She's good at voices. I said episode like four or something. I said to Jen, oh my God, she looks, she's like Kristen Shaw. She's like, she looks exactly like Kristen Shaw. Yeah. She looks like she could be Kristen Shaw's sister. Right. And then she did a Kristen Shaw impression. Did an amazing Kristen Shaw. And it was Shaw. so good. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, speaking of that, we've seen less and less Via Senor lately. And I think that yeah. she is, I, maybe maybe she's limited. I like how her much talent is incredible. I liked how much time she ended up getting in the um, Welcome to Hell skit. Yes. The Welcome to Hell song where she was oh, playing yes. like several She was the best parts. part of that, yeah. for sure. She yeah. was really good. I was happy that they like incorporated her because I don't think she gets camera time with like all those gals that much. I think she's just a little odd. Yeah. But I find her really cool. Mm-hmm. Really talented. Want to talk shows? 
Yeah, let's do it. I think it's your turn to go first. Man, can I just say how excited I am about both of these shows? Okay, great. I'm like really stoked. Okay, so that, I, that's good. Okay, I didn't expect that, but all right, you didn't. Okay, I'll uh, I will do Smilf. Okay, because I think it's gonna be a little bit easier for me to. Recap. A lot happened in the other one, so yeah, I understand that. And I honestly still don't even remember character names from this. Uh, yeah. Oh, from from Smilf. From Smilf. Uh, only her, a, her name's Bridget. Bridget right. and Rafi. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good to okay. Go. You can uh, recap it within 30 seconds the first episode of the show Smilf in three, two, one, go. Bridget is from South Boston. She has a new toddler. She's playing pickup basketball at the beginning of the show and ends up uh, meeting this guy. He learns he she's got a kid and it shows how turned off people are by her having a toddler. Um, she then becomes really concerned with how much her vagina has expanded since the birth of her child and goes to the gynecologist. Uh, ends up having a, a, a dude over to see how big her vagina is. He says it's fine. Uh, all the while, she's having trouble with her ex and his new girlfriend. <laughs> Very good. I mean, she didn't just have a guy over to check her vagina. No, she like she, ran into him. And at clearly, the store. they have some kind of sexual history. He's yeah, like he's kind of like a nice guy. He's yeah. kind of like the nice guy that she used to know. Yeah. Uh, and he's still nice when he comes over, but it's weird. And there's like weird fetishes that kind of show up. Yeah. And then it's very awkward, and you see a whole lot of him naked. Yeah. Um. Oh, shut up. <laughs> the cat is crying. She was doing that earlier. Uh, one thing I wanted to focus on uh, that you said uh, is that they seem to make an effort to illustrate that she is not desirable as a single mom. Yeah. And that's interesting because the name of the show is Smilf, which is single mom I'd like right. to have. And it's funny because I guess the ex-boyfriend does find her very desirable. He's like, come he, on over. He You're called her a Smilf. Smilf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene, I laughed out loud when... She tries to cover up the toddler in the one bed that she has and invite him onto the bed. And then he just sees this human baby foot and goes, oh my God, a foot! And rolls off completely naked. That was awesome. I actually liked the last 10 minutes of this show. Yeah? So much more than the first 20 minutes. Man, I love the whole show. I thought that they could have went very stereotypical South Boston, like Ray Donovan style. Oh my God, you know, I'm just like a girl that's from... And and Rosie O'Donnell kind of was that as Man, her mom. Rosie was really good. I thought she was great. It's just, it just five minutes on camera. She kind of disappeared into that character. Yeah. So they put like all these like uh, these like liver spots on her, and yeah. she was hard as nails, and she gets kind of crazy at yeah. one point. And yeah. like, she was good. She yeah. sold it. Yep. Okay. So liked that. Liked how winning. Um, Bridget was as a character like it wasn't uh she she was never like I'm gonna beat the shit out of you because I'm from South Boston which seems to be a stereotype that people right. play into quite she's a bit sensitive is she a little pathetic uh yeah a little bit but like funny about it kind of in like a Pamela Adlon way right she kind of gets that like well this is what I gotta deal with right right yeah like okay maybe we I can thought go some of it drink. was a little on the nose so like the way she spent most of the episode wearing a shirt with literal holes in it yeah, sure. Like she's definitely like not. I, if not that's going the biggest the problem time. with the show, I'm okay with it. I think. I think it's okay. Did you know it's based on a short film? No. So it's based on a short film that this actor Frankie Shaw wrote and conceived. And it was nine minutes long, and it won a Sundance Award. And was he in the show at all? She. Oh, is, Frankie is Bridget. Is Bridget. Uh, she then expanded it into this series, and I wondered a little bit. Like, is this one of those things that was good because it was nine minutes long? 
and didn't need to be expanded, but you really quite liked it, eh? I, I mean, I'm all in on Smilf. One thing I'll say is that, I don't know if they mentioned it earlier in the episode, but I did not get until the final scene that she was an actor. She's a struggling actor. She talked about at one point that she had an audition. Okay. And I thought that was interesting. I loved how much they were revealed in the last like 20 seconds of the show. Crazy. It was awesome. I love that. And it was funny. It's a great it's a great device to help them expose some stuff because she has to go in and introduce herself. Yep. So this is a bunch of stuff. Oh, by the way, I was sexually abused by my stepfather. She slates her name, acts perfectly in this PSA about she nails it. the army and, and how her husband has gone away and she has they PTSD. say like how did you do that? Like you have the part, like how were you so good? And she's like, I don't know. Like they were like, Did you were you ever in the army? She's like, No, but my dad sexually assaulted me, so that gave me PTSD, yeah, so maybe that, we're kind of the, the same. The other guy in the panel was like, yeah, my sister had that. <laughs> yeah, he goes, my sister got raped. And she, and she literally says, yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's so happy by the end of it, like just holding her I baby. thought that was a really good scene. That was great. You know what? I, I'm kind of pissed, little pissed that I saw the Showtime um, stay tuned for what happens the rest of the season. Oh, did you? I didn't because see that. Because it seems so outlandish. It's really? like... Like there's something about like her trying out for a WNBA team and like oh, it, there's just like it it seems so like bouncing off the wall but I I really do want to keep watching it. It's probably autobiographical, yeah. Maybe I don't know. It feels like it. I, at the end of the show, I I literally said that makes me happy. I want to watch another episode of that. Oh, I'm so glad you felt that way. Yeah, I'm I'm completely on board. I thought it was very very honest. Mm-hmm. And like speaking of cat person, which has been going around, like we seem to be watching a lot of really bad sex in our show show shows lately. Yeah. And that was certainly uh, prevalent in this. Right. And then there was that whole New Yorker short story that, cat person. that that's cat, going yeah. around. Oh yeah, yeah. Cat person. You're talking yeah. About. Did you, did you finish reading that? I did. what did you think? I'm like, I don't know how to feel. I that's felt how everyone feels. I felt like you're supposed to feel sympathetic. I think for Margo? both of them. Yeah, I guess so. I think like definitely for Margot and then toward the end for the guy. And then at the very end, more just for Margot. Right. So it's this, it's this short story that was published in the New Yorker. And by the way, it's so cool that like a, a short story in a magazine can go viral. I yeah. think, I think it should happen more often considering how much we share links in this mm-hmm. world, but it doesn't. And this long story that got put in a magazine just went like crazy this week. It's called cat person. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, I, I, it's essentially it's about bad sex. It's about a bad hookup mm-hmm. and creating uh, an idea of someone in your head. Yes, I guess, which is probably a, a concept most of us can be familiar with. You wow, know, that was a very succinct phrasing of exactly what that is about: creating all, an idea in your head about what dating is. Thank about. you. We all we decide what somebody is before we really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, there's themes of like consent and misogyny and yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. It's such a it was such a roller coaster to read that. Yeah. It was but it's good. It's disturbing at times, but it's mm-hmm. never like Oh my god. No. It's just kind of like, and, "Oh yeah, and, I bet and, this happens all the time." Anytime you get to the edge of disturbing, it brings you right back into, yeah. "Oh, okay, now that's Cuz the point cool. is relatability. Right. But it's supposed to leave you thinking for a few days. Yeah. Anyway, so that that was easily called to mind when I watched this horrible scene with Bridget and that guy. Yeah. Who came over. Yeah. But it didn't end badly. It didn't end with anybody like getting mad at the other person. It no. was just like, 
okay, maybe this isn't going to work. And, and he and leaves. I, he I says also, a nice thing to her and I, then she cries. I like that the relationship with the ex-boyfriend is pretty loving. Like it's not it's that. Although there's probably some conflict throughout the show. Like it was like, okay, But they're trying to be cool about you. it. Like she yeah. wants to meet his new girlfriend. Right. Who seems nice, but she's also kind of seems a little dumb, a little vapid maybe. Right. And then she pulls up, she looks up on Facebook and she jerks off to her which is kind of yeah strange. whoa i almost totally forgot yeah. to, to bring that up at all it that was a another total bombshell yeah like that was as big as a bombshell uh, as the reveal at the end that apparently she's also bi curious and that's like something so she's into her boyfriend's new girlfriend i wanted to ask you about this and we were speaking of of uh the ex-boyfriends the baby daddy's girlfriend mm-hmm. there was like one little ice cold moment where it turns out she's actually met the kid Larry before. Yeah. She picks it up. She did not like and that. And she says, it, it, must be, she, it must be really hard to share him, yeah. she says, of Larry. And then Bridget says, oh, no, it's not. And right. she says it really coldly, and there's like an awkward moment. I wasn't sure what that meant. Why is it not hard to share Larry? Well, maybe it's because he's not around as much anyway, so it's like there's right. not as much to share. And also... um, because Larry consumes her life. Like she says later when she's hooking up with that guy, he's never not around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like I could actually use a little help. And also I think it might have been a commentary on the fact that she was like there and maybe he, he she was trying to give like some iciness about like I didn't consent to sharing my baby right. with her either. Right. Yeah. So you definitely give it your ass. Definitely. I definitely do too. Cool. I don't know if I'll keep watching it, but it's – yeah, maybe I kind of will. I it's it's it was pretty good. It was cool. Yeah, it was definitely honest. She's in Mister Robot, honest. right? She's got a a bunch of episodes, Mister Robot. Oh, maybe she Shay- does in the first Shayla. season. Shayla. Shayla. Yeah. Awesome. She's the the kind of drugged out girl he's he's sleeping with in the first yeah, few episodes. In the first season. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's her. Wow. So I am challenged with recapping the show that wasn't in English. Yeah. Fun. Although it was dubbed over. Yeah, it was. All right, Fine. put me on the clock. I'm going right. to recap the uh, pilot episode of uh, Netflix's first original production from Germany, <laughs> a show called Dark, very cleverly titled. Doc. Dürken Karken. Guten Tag. Okay. I'm going to go on go. On three, two, one, go. It's 2019, and all of these weird dis- disappearances are happening among the people in this uh, German community. Uh, at the beginning, we see this father figure hang himself, and a few weeks later, it turns out his kids have been dealing with it through therapy. Uh, also, the drug dealer at the high school goes missing suddenly, and while the adults of the community are trying to figure out what's going on, all the high schoolers go into the woods to try and find his stash, where they get haunted by the spirit of this dead father, who then kidnaps the son, Michael. <coughs> Ran out of time. Uh, they think they find the body of Michael the next day, and it turns out not to be him, but the body of the child they do find has these horrible burn marks on his face. Yeah. Okay, I missed that it was the father that was yeah. kidnapping the kids. Yes. Are we, do we know for sure that it was the father? Yes, that's what I took from it. Yes. How, how do we... Because they never show a face, do they? Yeah, when he's covered in blood. Oh, I thought that was like a kid. Not that I. But like the one, the one that the the kid in the uh, the kid in the yellow raincoat turns and sees this guy with. That was like a no. That was like a a man. Right. Yeah. But that wasn't the dad. I think it was. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. I think it was. It was hard to follow. Not not just because it was like in another language. It was in English. Because that would have been his dad. I know. And you think you ran away like being like, whoa. Because his dad's dead. Yeah, I guess so. I don't, I don't, it was like, it was supernatural. Yeah. And it was definitely Stranger Thingsy. It was Stranger Thingsy. It was kind of like a combination of like Stranger Things and the OA and something darker. Twin Peaks the, like, also. Sure. Yeah. 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 Twin Peaks. And critically, it's been accused of that. Okay. In, in good ways and bad ways. Like, yeah. oh, it's, it's, it's kind of reminded me of how fun these shows are. That's cool. But also it's very unoriginal. Like a lot of the themes, just the, the concept of, uh, Spooky shows about high schoolers who go missing. Go missing. It's really like that covers out. teen soaps. That covers. What I like things. though is is the the multiple timeline thing going on. Right. I really like the whole time travel aspect of this show. Right. And the old man yelling, "It's going to happen again!" And the fact that the dad who killed himself wrote on wrote an a letter envelope that an, an old, old lady, lady found reading. it. I don't know if the old lady was someone like who who was the old lady. I don't know. Is that even more time travel? Maybe that, she's like, another character who's younger. In that, her that's what yeah. I was thinking. I don't know. And 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 was the dad, do we know? Oh, yeah, we know that the dad is the one that hung himself at the beginning of the show. Anyway. So I know I know this show, because I read up a little bit, I know it, it deals with the grandfather paradox. Do you know what that is philosophically? No. Uh, so... Maybe we can connect some dots, make some predictions just from having seen the first episode. The grandfather paradox is this philosophical paradox that deals with time travel okay. where uh, a person goes back in time and they bring along with them a math textbook, a mathematics book. Okay. They leave the mathematics book in the past. Okay. And a mathematician finds the book, reads the book, applies the mathematics develops those mathematics in the future to go back and leave the book to go back and leave the book uh, so the the paradox is where did this thing start right if it's always looping right uh, and so apparently this show deals with that i don't know if it's through the suicide note i don't know what it is yeah and and it's funny because it, it seems like they're possibly back in the 80s like that the kid the drug yeah. dealer kid who goes missing is, well, and uh, you spin me right round is playing on that. In well, that. The, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's made to look kind of old school. He's like trapped in some kind and, of weird faux bedroom and, in in aversion therapy or something, and they're playing you spin me right round on a loop. And the kid that they find that dies at the end that isn't actually the brother, right? And son of the cop. Yeah. yeah, Nichols is that what they're calling him? Nichols. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, he. Uh, the the kid who is not Mickles is <laughs> listening to a walkie-talkie, right? Which makes you think like maybe he's from a long time ago, and maybe there's something that that's one of the other things that really just calls Stranger Things to mind is all the bike riding and walkie-talkies. Did you find? Yes. Was there a lot of walkie-talkies? There's was bike riding. There's bike riding, but that's Europe. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. That's like a let's get on the bike highway. And... So they they dubbed it all over with English mm -hmm. and. That was fine. It's kind of like when you're watching something and the audio is not in sync with the, with the, with the video, and it's very distracting. It so is. I almost had to like kind of not watch their mouths 
Yeah, I really had to. I, I was doing a lot of picturing the voice actors. Yes. And how they were doing this. And is it like voicing a cartoon? But you're... I don't think so. I think it's more challenging than voicing a cartoon. Yeah. Because you have to match in the emotion of your voice the emotion of the actor that's actually portraying this character. Yeah. And the, and the motion of the mouth. Yes. Like you're trying to kind of get close. Did you notice sometimes the English lined up with their mouths yes! doing German? The lady in the hotel I thought was actually English. It was actually very well dubbed in that way. Yeah. 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 But you could still tell it was like audio dub. Yeah, but like after. just like it took me I don't know, it probably only took me twenty seconds, but I was like, oh, okay, no, this is definitely all German. So tell me what you really loved about this show. Because I found it so blah. Did you? Yeah. I, I don't found know. it pretentious, and <laughs> I, I found the dialogue really stilted. And again, maybe that's a lost in translation thing. Maybe yeah. it's more poetic and more s smooth maybe in German. Maybe I was just in a mood to like sit down and veg out while watching TV. But I like the fact that I, I'm realizing in my older age what I should have realized as a younger kid, right. that I really, really, really like sci-fi. Yeah. And... They even brought up, because I, I was thinking about how much I liked The Matrix, and they brought up the whole like glitch in The Matrix deja vu thing. They did. And The Matrix is what made me realize that I liked sci-fi, and since then, I, I haven't been like an avid consumer of sci-fi until well, like maybe the last like four years. It hasn't yeah. always existed in like a cool, dark, niche way, like right. in an H.G. Wells way that hasn't existed in in honestly decades all sci-fi has been this really poppy bubbly family adventure stuff sure which there's a place for and we love but like gritty sci-fi is new again because you have the whole like blade runner cyberpunk thing going yep. on and yeah and, and, and Westworld, totally yeah totally and those kind of shows i love it makes me just want to go back and see how many other shows were kind of like that yeah that's why i like twilight zone i think twilight zone is amazing sci-fi Black Mirror, you Black really Mirror. you, you were in on that way Black before Mirror. everybody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just so interested to see, especially how they explore the timelines and and this whole time travel thing. You know, even even movies like The Prestige really do it for me. I watched The Prestige on Christmas Day with my family last year. Yeah, not for the first time, but right. I think my dad watched it for the first time. That is an awesome film, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah, and it's I usually don't like period movies or anything, but that just yeah. It's so stylish. Yeah. It's terribly cool. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm on board for it. I'm so curious. I wanted to watch the second episode as soon as I was done the first, but yep. I didn't have enough time. So yeah, I mean, for pure curiosity alone, I definitely give it my ass. Okay. The you're going to be able to enjoy watching a show that's like dubbed from another language. Yeah. I, I kind of lost that after like 10 minutes. That's good. I forgot about it that and then was watching their mouths. I'm being like, oh, yeah. That right. must be how the entire non-English speaking world feels all the time. Totally. With all the biggest stuff. Yeah. It's the same with Narcos. Like, Although Narcos, you're actually just reading subtitles. Right. And I kind of thought I was going to get English subtitles through the whole movie. And I was yeah. a little relieved that it was... There were some subtitles at the beginning. At the very beginning, yeah. yeah. So you give your... I don't give my ass to, to Dark. No? I just can't. I can't. I, Why do you I, think the dad kills himself? I don't think it has anything to do with like depression or anything. I think he's trying to accomplish something. Maybe he kills himself because his son is dead, and then he takes his son in the future. But is his son dead? I don't know. I don't know. Takes his I son no in idea. the future. Winston's being a pain in the ass tonight. Jesus. And, and I think we we're supposed to read more into all the family mm. photos that it showed, too. Like yes. I know it was showing the connection, but I think there's something else going on there. 
so I guess we'll see. You'll you'll see. I won't see, but I probably will look further into. Smilf. I'll keep posted. I'm sure the season's gonna end in a massive cliffhanger anyway. But so what? Like I'm I'm telling you that I'm not gonna probably glean a whole lot. Right. Even by the time the show's done, I'm just gonna be like, oh, I'm left wanting more. Right. But but just by virtue of the fact that it's not made in English, they're mm-hmm. going to lose a huge part of the Western audience. Like you're gonna have to carry this one. That's true. I'll do it. Okay. I'll put the team on my back if I must. All right. Uh, okay, so uh, we need a, a new trivia card. Why don't you read one? Okay. I'm yeah. going to pick a good one this time. I'm not just going to go for the first Get a good one in there. Uh, of course, you've seen how it's done. You tweet us the correct answer of the trivia question the following week's episode, which, by the way, next week is our Christmas episode. Yes. Um, I don't know what that means, but it'll be Christmas time. Uh, we will dedicate that episode to you. So you just have to tweet us the correct answer to at show show podcast. And we'll say your name on the podcast, which seven people listen to. Okay. So I've got two. Okay. So the one that I wanted to say, cause I'm like, oh my God, this is great. And I have no idea what the actual answer is, Try me. but I did like the show. Um, what was Dharma's last name on Dharma and Greg? Oh, I don't know. And was Will McCormick the one that was on Dharma and Greg? No, it wasn't. No, that okay. was Will and Grace. I know Will and Grace. Yeah, Will McCormick was his character's name. Oh, okay. Will and Grace. It was Eric, Eric McCormick. So yeah, so Will McCormick is something else entirely. Will McCormick was the was, is Rashida Jones' writing partner. <laughs> right. Eric McCormick played Will something on Will and Grace. Right. Yeah. Anyways, the Will, question like is, Newman or something. what was Dharma's last name on Dharma and Greg? I don't know. Why is that such a good question? I don't know. I just like Dharma. <laughs> It's well, what's the I, answer? It's in front of you. It's Finkelstein. There you go, Finkelstein. Um, this okay. is the actual one? This is the actual one that I'll do. Okay. And, and I think it's super easy, but maybe it won't be super easy for all show shows. Easy's listeners. fine. Um, who was the first winner of American Idol? It also oh. says it's a 1990s question, and I have to think it's a 2000s question. Yeah, it's question. a 2000s question. Yeah. It's 90s to now, isn't it? Like 90s and plus? Isn't that what it is? Well, I don't know. I see 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and then... Oh, yeah, 90s plus. 90s plus. See the plus there? <laughs> yep. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Anyway, who is the first person to win American Idol? Yes. Okay, that's easy. You can tweet that to us at Show Show Podcast. Just tweet it. Just tweet it there. If, if Two people tweeted it last week. I tweet it, you stupid idiots. Come on. Get there, or else don't listen to the friggin' podcast. <laughs> uh Wait, Jade, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. Jada, don't lose the card. Did you lose the card? <laughs> oh, it's okay. gone. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We'll remember. It's oh, on... no, I got it. I got it. Okay, cool. I got it. Just Here leave you. that one separate. Okay. Throw it on the bed. Jada Pinkett Smith is yes. kicking up a big stink about Girls Trip not getting nominated for Golden Globes. And <laughs> I know it's like a race issue, and I hear her, and I'm sure Girls Trip was good, and she's also angry that Tiffany Haddish didn't get nominated. I'm sure Tiffany Haddish was really funny in Girls Trip, but like, that's not really what the Golden Globes tend to nominate. It doesn't have to be a race issue. No. It doesn't have to be a but. Maybe it is. I don't know. Do you think people liked that movie that much that it's... Well, her argument is that the the Hollywood foreign press wouldn't even watch it, oh. which I kind of believe. I think that's probably true. They probably saw the poster and they're like, oh, that's a Tyler Perry movie. Mm, interesting. So who do you who do you side with on this one? You might you might side with Jada this time. Okay. Not Will though. No. No. 
Because what's he doing in the whole matter? Well, that's right. This is he his, speaking up. This isn't his story. No, no. Also, why? Why isn't he backing up his his lady? And not he doesn't own her. No. But he could definitely say, "Hey guys, this is something that you got to pay attention to." Yeah. But he's not there. No. You know where he probably is? In a relationship with someone else. <laughs> I was gonna say Miami, but your answer is good too. Okay, <laughs> Miami having a relationship with someone else, possibly the cop from Bright. Never trust Will Smith. Never.